Northwake Church is a plant from Providence Baptist Church in Raleigh. Um, about how many years ago was it? Probably a bunch of years ago, Providence started this church. It started in a daycare center on the other side of town and eventually moved next door into what is now affectionately known as Building 2. Building 2 on our property was a turn of the century house where the first seminary president lived. And then it turned into a funeral home, and then we resurrected it and put church in there until uh, we couldn't fit in there anymore, and then we decided we wanted to make room for our friends. And so in 2004, we drug on a couple of trailers, and we built the building in which you are now sitting, in which your children are now uh, frolicking. Um, we did that for two purposes. One was to make room for our friends. Uh, we, we were doing three services in the old building and had no more room. Um, how many of you have come since 2004? You've come since 2004. Well, we built this building for you so that there'd be room for you to know Jesus and to follow him and serve him. Um, in the process, we wanted also to train our hearts to a level of generosity so that when the day came and, and all these buildings were paid for, we would long for the opportunity to give our money to things that mattered far, far more. And so this, this text was very formative for us in 1 Timothy 6. It says, as for the rich in this present age, charge them not to be haughty, nor to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but on God, who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. They are to do good and to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share. Thus, Storing up treasure for themselves is a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of that which is truly life. And so now, after all these years, we find ourselves, um, our initial debt for our entire campus was $2.9 million. At the end of 2018, it will be less than $150,000. And uh, we have a very reasonable hope of being debt-free as a church um, by the end of next year, okay? And we work, yeah, whistle, cheer, hoot and holler. Um, so what, a, what we're going to do, normally we encourage, uh, directly teach and encourage on generosity this time of year, and we make our commitments for the coming year to pay off our facilities. It's, in a, it's a sacrificial gift above and beyond our regular gifts that we've made in such a way as to not impair the ministries of the church, but to give sacrificially above and beyond. Um, those gifts, those pledges will be taken up on November 11th. 11-11 will take up those pledges for the coming year. Um, but we're going to talk about things other than generosity. Um, we want to celebrate what God has done uh, through our church. Uh, we want to look and see what God longs, what we believe God longs to do through us and we just want to marvel at the fact that we have the privilege of doing it, that God wants us to be a, a part of it. And so um, we'll be focusing on those kinds of things in the next three weeks, and I, I hope you'll be encouraged. You know, I often ask you to sacrifice, and I realize that I rarely tell you all the good things that God does with your sacrifice. I'd like to do that today. I'd like to encourage you in that. So bow with me, let's pray, and then we'll open up the book of Psalms largely today to be encouraged. Father, in your kindness now, bring encouragement to us. 
so that we might be more gladly faithful uh, in the future. We pray that that glad faithfulness would make you glad, Lord, that this all might bring you pleasure. So we ask it in Christ's name. Amen. So back in 1997 in Frankfurt, Germany, uh, a fellow left work at an industrial park and he parked his car outside or he got to work, left his car at the industrial complex. After work, he went out and his car was gone. And so he went down to the police department. He filed a missing car report and uh, looked around for his car, couldn't find it, thought, in fact, that he would never see his car again. Twenty years later, in 1997, they decided to tear that building down, the, the industrial park where he had worked, and uh, they let them know when they went to tear the building down that there was an abandoned car sitting in the parking lot. And so the police looked back through their records and they found out that, um, in fact, it belonged to this gentleman who is now 76 years old and went and notified him and he went to, to pick up his car, which was exactly where he had parked it 20 years ago. Okay. He had forgotten where he parked his car and couldn't find it for 20 years. Um, such is the legacy of forgetfulness, right? In, the writer of Psalm 78 is really concerned about our forgetfulness. He does not want us to forget that which is of far greater con consequence even than where we parked our car. Um, Psalm 78, he says this, they forgot God's works and the wonders that He had shown them. And as a result of that forgetfulness, you drop down a couple more verses and He says, and they sinned still more against Him, rebelling against the Most High in the desert. The consequence of their forgetfulness of what God had done for them was that they fell into sin. And over and over the Psalms exhort us, to remember the good, satisfying works of the Lord on our behalf. Psalm 107, let them thank the Lord for His steadfast love, for His wondrous works to the children of men. And the next verse says, for He satisfies the longing soul and the hungry soul He fills with good things. The psalm writer is a really good example for us. Listen to what he says in Psalm 77. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your wonders of old. I will ponder all your work and meditate on your mighty deeds. Your way, O oh God, is holy. What God is great like our God? And so this morning, we want to accept the invitation from the book of the Psalms um, found in chapter 66. It says, Come and see what God has done. He is awesome in His deeds towards the children of man. And so this morning, we're just going to look at what God's been doing at North Wake. I'll be recounting for you what God has done in and through North Wake, especially in this past year, but in some cases farther back. And you have a part in this. Okay? Every so often, there's a congregational response. It looks like this. It's from Psalm 40, verse 5. You have multiplied, O Lord my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts toward us. None can compare with you. I will proclaim and tell of them, yet they are more than can be told. So that slide's going to come up, 
We're going to recite that together as a response to the recounting of God's good deeds. But it still is kind of early in the morning. The coffee may not have taken effect. We should practice. So let's, uh, let's do a dry run and say this together. You have multiplied, O Lord my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts towards us. None can compare with you. I will proclaim and tell of them, yet they are more than can be told. Amen. Very good. Very good. So, let me get started by hearing an update from Stephanie Jackson, who directs our children's ministries, about what God's been doing in the lives of our kids. So, Stephanie, you want to come share with us? Good morning, North Wake. I am so excited to share with you today how we have seen God at work at the children's ministries in North Wake. I came, to, came on staff here at North Wake in 2003 at a unique season in our church. We had begun raising funds for our new facility, but we had yet to break ground. This gifted me a front row seat to watch God at work in and through our facilities in the children's ministries. One of our key verses here in the children's ministries at North Wake is Psalm 78.4, which reads, We will not hide them from our children, but tell the next generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done. It is such a joy that we get to partner together in sharing the good news with the next generation at North Wake. As I reflected back on how God has been at work since the opening of our worship and children's facilities, I was awestruck by the numbers. Since 2004, we have welcomed and shared the gospel with over 10,000 children. We have walked alongside over 5,000 families. Our kids' ministry team has grown 3,500 children's ministry leaders. And in the past year, we have served 423 children on Sunday morning with our children's facilities. What an amazing privilege God has given us that can be contributed in part to the fantastic facility provided through Journey of Faith. When you enter our main children's area, you're welcomed by Psalm 127.4 that says, Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are the children of one's youth. As we consider how we raise up the next generation of arrows here at North Wake, God has helped equip us to answer the question, What is a gospel-saturated children's ministry? And one of the ways we answer that question is through providing a welcoming environment through our quality children's areas provided through Journey of Faith funding. Barna Research tells us 83% of those who come to Christ do so between the ages of 4 and 14. Our ministry to kids and their families is the largest mission field within the local church. One of the things that I love most about being a part of the Northwake family is that we are a great commission-oriented church. Not only are we sharing the gospel within the walls of our church, but we are also equipping and sending out leaders as Northwake alumni. After walking alongside hundreds of North Wake alumni, many of whom have gone out into the mission field of the local church, which first began as a slow trickle of children's ministry questions from new pastors and ministry leaders of how do we equip other churches to adopt North Wake's DNA as their own, has become a rushing river of pleas. After much encouragement and prayer from our Northwake elders, in 2017, Northwake Children's Ministries launched Practical Kids Ministry, which is an online mentorship program that partners with churches around the world in the area of children's ministry with a specific focus on church planting. This map represents our current and alumni churches in our program. 
Our participants include Northwake Church Plants, Restoration Church in Washington, D.C., and Covenant Life Church located in Tampa, Florida. We also have churches participating in uh, California, Michigan, West Virginia, New Jersey, Delaware, Kentucky, and one international church in South Australia. Currently, we are receiving three to four times the number of applicants to our program and have an ever-growing wait list. What a joy it is for Northwick to have the opportunity to encourage other churches in investing in the church's largest mission field, children's ministry. Thanks for partnering with us in this journey and for rejoicing with us at God's faithfulness to the next generation and to the ends of the earth. So, so if, you, if you have children or you've served in our children's ministry, which at Northwake means you're breathing, and then you know what a treasure Stephanie Jackson is to our church. She is extraordinary at her job, and so what happens is church planners get sent out to plant churches, and much to their surprise, people show up at their churches bringing children. Imagine and so church planners in seminary are not taught what to do with children when they show up at their church. So they call Stephanie in a panic. So she launched this mentorship. The mentorship has been exceeded. So now Stephanie's doing something really cool. She's writing something that, a resource that I don't think exists anywhere. She is writing a book equipping church planters how to do children's ministry. So imagine how valuable that would be to a, a young pastor to get a book containing all of Stephanie Jackson's wisdom. So um, we're looking forward to the publication of that uh, in the future, and I know our church planters are really looking forward to that too. Stephanie's at the point in her ministry now where she's seeing um, people who were children in children's ministry are now coming back and are serving in children's ministry as teachers in that ministry. We see the same kinds of things happening in our student ministry, where Kids are coming up through our, our student ministry in, in junior and high school, and then they come back and serve and mentor that same group of kids. And uh, one of those ladies who's doing that is Catherine Lederbach. Um, Catherine grew up in our children's ministry, and now she is serving as a D group leader in our children's ministry. And Catherine, I don't know where you are. You're around here somewhere? There you are. Come up and tell us about that adventure, Catherine, if you would. Hey guys, um, I'm Catherine Lederbach, and I've been going to this church since I was about six months old. <laughs> um, so I grew up in children's ministry and all the way through youth group, and I go to the college at Southeastern, and I chose to stay at this church and to become involved in the youth ministry. Um, I am so thankful for the firm foundation and guiding hand that youth group was to me through my teen years. Teen years for just about anybody can be hard and unsettling and stressful, but because of the fantastic leadership in youth group, I was guided, I was kept away from evils that could have very much impacted my life for the worse, and I was taught how to be a good disciple and follower of Christ. Um, through the years I have, through the years in youth, I've learned what godly friendship feels like, what good leadership, how good leadership acts just by watching my leaders in youth and gain confidence in a safe place on how to be, how to figure out who I am in Christ. Um, and now I want to help other teenagers learn those things too. Um, 
And it's such a privilege to teach and love on those kids and youth. And I hope that God grants me many years in it. So thank you so much. Are in here, there are about 125 students in building two in the old worship space over there. Um, about 90 of them will come back tonight in D groups, small discipleship groups, um, like the one that um, Catherine leads. Uh, and we have one of the really exciting things is we have almost 30 adult field staff working alongside Carson Cobb in this ministry. Carson there is asking for more field staff. That's what he's saying right there as he uh, looks at the camera. Um, this year we were able to add Ryan Wood as our associate student minister to help Carson manage the chaos of 125 students in one small room in that building on Sunday mornings. Um, this has really been an encouraging stretch in our children's ministry and in our student ministry these days. We're so thankful. So let's, let's respond to God and say, you have multiplied, O Lord my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts toward us. None can compare with you. I will proclaim and tell of them, yet they are more than can be told, truly. Psalm 105 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Tell of his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his presence continually. And remember the wondrous works that he has done. And throughout the Psalms, remembering God's works is an integral part of his people's worship. Our thanksgiving, our singing, is anchored in remembering what God has done in our midst. So let me, towards that end, let me keep remembering some things that God has been doing here at Northwake. Um, over the years, Northwake has sent out um, more than 75 missionaries around the world. And this map represents, as best I could recollect, where a number of those missionaries have been sent. I'm missing a country or two in, in Africa, I know, and I forgot the DR. Um, so there's probably even more than that. But look at all the places where we have sent people. These are not short-term missionaries. These are people who've gone and lived amongst the people there uh, for years on end. Um, at present, we have about 35 families and singles serving actively as missionaries and chaplains from North Wake. 25 of those families are international. And that's, that places us, according to the International Mission Board, as the second ranking sending church in the nation. Um, you know, just this past year, we sent people to these places. We sent Daniel and Tara to Japan, Caleb and Sarah to Catalonia, Spain, Adam and Cassidy to Malaysia, Marcus and Sarah Beth to China, Rachel and Chris to South Africa, 
You back up a couple more months, and we sent the Divinis to Portugal and Elizabeth to Ethiopia. Um, we sent, not to, not to mention sending the Zambellis back to minister in Brazil, their home country. We even sent the Quins to Bunn and the Matthias to Richland Creek. Um, I think Bun, Bun is another country, right? I think Bun is another, another country. Um, you know, we also saw the first class of graduates from the Hispaniola Bible Institute in the DR where Noah goes and leads and disciples pastors there. Eight of them graduated. Here's a picture of them and their, their families. Um, we sent short-term teams and people um, to China. Just this year, we sent from Northwake people to China, Portugal, Hawaii. Yes, that's a thing. Uh, Germany, South Africa, Haiti, Guatemala, Uganda, Kenya, India, and we dare not forget, we sent George Robinson to Sturgis to witness to a half million bikers. It was a very subtle covert witness, as you can tell there. Um, at our intermissions conference, um, we gave $61,000 to missions. 43000 of it went to the Lottie Moon offering that pays for International Mission Board missionary salaries. In addition to that, in the last eight years or so, we've planted six churches in the States, um, Covenant Life in Tampa, Restoration Church in D.C., Exchange Church in Rollsville, Oaks Church in North Raleigh, Uptown Church in Martinsville, Virginia, East Bridge Church, East Bridge Church, as you heard from Kevin this morning, in, in Portland, and next year we're going to plant one in Denver, Colorado, Lord willing. Uh, a couple has already moved there, relocated um, taking jobs there in anticipation of that church plant that they're going to be a part of. The, uh, they've left North Wake already. Revelation says beautifully that they sang the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and amazing are your deeds, O Lord God, the Almighty. Just and true are your ways, O King of the nations. Who will not fear, O Lord, and glorify your name, for you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship you, for your righteous acts have been revealed. After this, well, let that go, that's fine. Um, let's respond together. You have multiplied, O Lord my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts toward us. None can compare with you. I will proclaim and tell of them, yet they are more than can be told. So, this last year, we had uh, the largest runner's camp in the history of the world, okay, <laughs> here in Wake Forest. Uh, we had like nine, almost 900 kiddos at runner's camp, and uh, by one count, we had twice as many youth volunteers. I think there are a lot of youth volunteers at the camp. Rob Craig says that that puts us at about 6,000 campers in the history of Runner's Camp who have heard the good news of Jesus through Runner's Camp right here in Wake Forest. Um, we also, this year, just this year, had a Runner's Camp in Franklinton and then in Georgia. There was one in Maryland. There was one in South Carolina. There was one in Indianapolis, Indiana. And over the years, we've held Runner's Camp's internationally in places like Canada and Morocco and Uganda and Kenya. Another ministry at North Wake is called Hope Counseling. It's led by Craig Morset, and it is a counseling ministry that exists for those outside our church family 
so that broken and hurting people in the community have a place to go and they receive, um, at no cost, Christ-centered biblical counseling. They receive hope, the hope of Jesus in their time of need. Um, Craig says, we currently have 19 trained volunteer counselors from North Wake willing to serve the community. Eight of them are actively serving. Um, on an annual basis, 150 people contact Hope Counseling and receive that kind of hope from that kind of counseling here on our campus. Um, over the span of about 15 years or so that Hope Counseling has existed, that means over 2,200 people have received hope, the hope of Christ through Hope Counseling in their time of need. Um, last year, our Hope Volunteers gave away about 40 hours a month, about 450 hours over the course of the year of free Christ-centered counseling. Relatedly, we launched a marriage rescue team where nine couples from our church have volunteered, volunteered to come alongside deeply troubled marriages and help rescue them from the brink of, of divorce. And so this year, two North Wake marriages experienced that grace this year through those, that ministry of the marriage rescue team. We, for years, hosted mops and teen mops. They've been rebranded this year to Lily Moms and Young Moms Community Outreach. They have shared the love of Jesus literally with hundreds of moms and teen moms over the years right here on our campus. Um, in the back end of Building 2 over there on Sunday mornings, there's a little ministry called the Feed Ministry that makes basic food products and hygiene uh, products available to people in our community who have need of those things. And every Sunday there are people in there serving those people, loving on them in the name of Jesus, sharing the hope of Christ with them and praying with them as they meet these basic needs. Uh, Bill Lewis just came up to me, who's helping lead that ministry, and told me that, was it 500 people, Bill, have come? 500 families. 500 families and 1,500 people have been served through that little ministry that's happening right in the back room of that building right next door. Um, you know, um, over the life of our church, through ministries like this, more than 350 people have followed Jesus in baptism. Twelve more um, followed Christ in baptism just this year. Psalm 9 beautifully says, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart, and I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and exult in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. So we say, you have multiplied, O Lord my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts toward us. None can compare with you. I will proclaim and tell of them, yet they are more than can be told. So in the last year, uh, during the first hour for you all, but the classes are also going on, we, we offer adult uh, classes, um, teaching and training classes, in our life change classes. And just in the course of a year, the kind of training that the leaders over there offer is really outstanding. We've had a class on Christ in the middle of your marriage. We've had a class on the letters of John, both men and women's classes with that. We've taught on the Gospel of Mark. A Home United was another class. Men's and women's classes in the book of Colossians. 
a class on disciple-making, a class on Judges and Ruth, a class on what we believe about Jesus. Seventy-five of our men gathered this year at Ridgecrest for our men's retreat, sit under the excellent teaching of Dr. Matt Rogers. About 100 women retreated to the mountains for their annual retreat in April, and I think about 125 of them met right here yesterday for our annual Women's Day and all the seminars that are part of that. We had 50 couples this year attend a marriage conference, sit under Dr. Paul Tripp's instruction. Um, we've added two new elders this year, two awesome new elders, Travis Williams and Mark Lindsay. And we realigned our elders, kind of restructured into three working groups within our elders uh, that revolve around the three North Wake circles. One set of elders works on helping us love God more, one on loving the church more, and one loving the neighbor more. And this has been tremendously, tremendously helpful. Um, have you ever tried herding cats? Have you ever tried herding 12 cats? Um, some of which have PhDs. See, this is what our elder meetings were like. So breaking them into small clusters around these working focus has really been helpful alignment for us this year. And our elders are ever-expanding ministry to bless the larger, um, the larger Christian community. Um, they, our elders are... are um, Many of them are published authors. Ben Merkel, this year alone, has contributed three new works in the area of Greek and the New Testament. He and George Robinson authored another one on the Great Commission. Mark Lederbach wrote a book called Chasing Infinity. It was distributed to every one of all 10,000 of Cruz staffers, staff members. Um, and I mentioned those to you so you just have a sense of the scope of service that our church is through these leaders are offering to the broader body of Christ. And they do that out of the ministry that you give to them here. They are in your small groups. You when you pray for our elders, you are praying for those kinds of ministries uh, that really, really matter. We added this year, we restructured our leadership a little bit, added nine amazing deacons to our leadership team this year. We currently have 10 leaders in training in our year-long local church ministry um, internship, which NOAA has broadened now so that there's a tract for credit for seminary students, but there's also a tract for lay leaders. Um, and so we're going to see some of these men trained in church leadership. They'll stay and serve our church, but the vast majority of them, again, will be sent out to serve and lead other churches um, Rob Craig has started gathering informally some data, and just by his gathering um, from social media and places like that, we um, have received information. There are over 100 pastors and ministry leaders in the United States currently ministering who trace their roots back to North Wake, 100 pastors um, out there who came through here were, were blessed by your friendships and relationships, and when you're in small, your small group and have now been sent out and are leading leading churches, um, plus through a great deal of, of sacrifice of their time and through your generosity, we have a, a group of trustees who work really hard to keep our aging facilities running. They renovated our children's wing. If you've got kids, you've seen it in this building this year. Um, they, we, we have new shade, and they worked hard on the, on the children's play area. We have, actually have a sign out front that says that this is Northwake Church. Um, this year we added that. They have worked on 
in old buildings, this happens, uh, seemingly endless roof leaks and air conditioning repairs, including the one from the squirrel attack. They took care of all of those things this year through the resources that you made available. Um, you know, you have multiplied, O oh Lord my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts toward us. None can compare with you. I will proclaim and tell of them, yet they are more than can be told. You know, the, the writer of the Psalms, he's very concerned that we would remember and not forget all that God is doing in us and for us and through us. In Psalm 106, he cautions, he says, both we and our fathers have sinned. We have committed iniquity. We have done wickedness. Our fathers, when they were in Egypt, did not consider your wondrous works. They did not remember the abundance of your steadfast love, but rebelled by the sea, at the Red Sea. And yet, you saved them for your name's sake that you might make known your mighty power, he writes. And then, but you drop down to verse 12 and 13 in that psalm. It says, they believed his words and they sang his praise, but soon they forgot his works and they did not wait for his counsel. And with their forgetfulness came sin. And so today we want to we put a bulwark up against that sin and remember together how good God has been to us as a church family. And I've missed way more than I've recounted. Um, and every one of you who follows Christ, you've got stories of God's faithfulness. You've got works that he's done for you, ways that he's provided for you, doors that he's opened for you. And uh, the Sunday after Thanksgiving, we'll have a, a service where the, the mic is open down front and you'll have a chance to come up and share with the church family um, a remembrance of God's mercy towards you this year. I hope, I hope you'll be able to be here and take advantage of that on, that on that Sunday. But I hope, too, that this brief overview of just some of the good things that God is doing in and through our church family uh, will be an encouragement to you as a result. I hope you have a renewed sense that God is doing things here, that the sacrifices you make to give to come, to serve, God is using those in really pretty remarkable ways, beautiful, life-giving ways here in our community and around the world. And I hope you can connect the dots and see how it would be that we can do so, we'll be able to do so much more of these kinds of things when we're debt-free as a church next year. Those resources we can use to fuel much more directly all of the kinds of things that you've been hearing about this morning. I hope you get a sense that it's worth it, that the sacrifices that you make to follow Christ here, they're worth it. I know they cost you, but I want you to know that it's worth it. I also want to make sure that you boast well. There's a kind of boasting that we ought not do and there's a kind of boasting that we ought to do all the time. And Jeremiah helps us think about which is which. Thus says the Lord, let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man boast in his might. Let not the rich man boast in his riches. But let him who boasts boast in this, that he understands and knows me. 
that I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, declares the Lord. So, we boast in God and what He is doing here. We don't boast in Northwake and what we're doing. Okay? It's really not about us. It's about our God. It's about how kind and mighty He is and how, how gracious He is that He would use us to do these kinds of things. Um, God is doing awesome things here. He is the one doing it, and He gets all the glory. In Him we boast. Especially we want to boast in His greatest of works, and I would be remiss not to mention it, the great redemptive work of Jesus on our behalf. Peter says it beautifully. He Himself that is Jesus, bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds we have been healed, for you were straying like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. So, like the psalm writer says, my soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. So let's say it one last time, okay? You have multiplied, O Lord my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts toward us. None can compare with you. I will proclaim and tell of them, yet they are more than can be told. Pray with me, please. O Lord, we give you glory and honor. I know that when when we started this little church 30 years ago, Nobody dreamed that we would send missionaries around the globe like that. Nobody dreamed that 10,000 children would experience firsthand the love of Jesus here. And so many more things. God, things that we have forgotten, things that we took for granted, things that we never saw, never noticed. Indeed, your kindnesses towards us are more than can be told. But this morning, Lord, take pleasure in these few that we say. Be honored, Lord, by our worship. You are worthy. What kind of God loves the world? What kind of God sends people to bear that message of hope to places where it's never been heard? You do. Our God, our great God, there is none like you. And we are above all things blessed to be called your children. And in humility, we bow before you and ask um, that you would do even greater things, more things that exalt your name here in our community, in our families, in our lives, in our nation and around the world. God, do what only you can do and may you get all the glory for it. We pray in Jesus' great and matchless name. Amen.